Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Well, hello. (laughs) <laughs> and this is the last day's podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, we're super glad that you guys are listening today. And we are um, excited about what God has to share with you. And through us, we're excited just to be vessels that God pours through. Yeah, It's a real honor to it's be used by God at any time. And it, it's very important for us to always be available for God to be able to use. Yes. Sometimes people like to be, they like time to warm up to God <laughs> using them and like, okay, well, don't surprise me with anything. But you know what? You've you got to be instant in season and out. That's not just, not just, a believer should be that way, not just for a fivefold minister. I believe believers should be ready. You should be filled. Your lamps should be filled with oil, ready to be used by God, ready for something supernatural to take place in your life any and every day. Mm-hmm. And every moment of every day, and uh, I, th- I think it's just just very important. You have you are blessed by God. You are anointed by God. You are graced by God. You are gifted by God, and by God, you're going to be used <laughs> in <laughs> Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's really important to uh, allow that to continually flow out of you yes yes that's so true we can't be hesitant when god wants to move that's so true and and double-minded well you know what maybe i'll do this maybe i won't do that um i don't know how god wants to use me i'm just kind of more of a and out of you comes you know what you think your inabilities are (laughs) Right, right. Oh, it's all viewed or, through. Or, yeah, your mentality. And, yeah, yeah, your insecurities and everything. For Start talking about yourself out of the strength that is within you. Yes. Refer to yourself about as God works in you and through you in a supernatural way to do mighty things in the kingdom of God. That's who you are, actually. Yes, yes. It's not, not your, you don't talk out of your weaknesses, talk out of your strength instead. That, yeah, so true. Hallelujah. Because that would be the word. And that would be giving place to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Amen. Because uh, that's what God's grace does. Yes, absolutely. It enables us. Yes. Grace is an enabler. Yes. And yes. everybody's got it. Right. I've got right. it. You've got it. We've all got it. Amen. Right. Today, you know, we want to talk about, you know, operating in the grace of God. And of course, each one of us has to make a decision whether we're going to yield to that or not because so true. grace is actually God's ability inside of us to do what we cannot do in the natural. Mm-hmm. So it's grace is comes alongside, of course, to help us actually accomplish something supernatural. Again, it's not, um, sometimes people feel like, you know, grace is there to be able to just cover your shortcomings or or almost like excuse your behavior or whatever, but it's actually so much greater. Grace doesn't um, just let us act carnally, act however we want to act, allow us to fall short of the word of God or mm-hmm. excuse our responsibility 
to even know and do the word of God, but actually it's a supernatural ability that comes on us so that out of that, we can demonstrate the love of God, the power of God. We can operate in all that he's called us to do. That's right. And so, of course, God has bestowed grace upon each one of us. He has a special plan and he's equipped you with special giftings and talents, of course, again, all to be used for his glory. And a lot of times, you know, it's people can go almost their whole lifetime and really not even recognize the giftings that God has placed upon their life. And I think that is so sad because, of course, out of that, we find our greatest fulfillment, our greatest satisfaction, and the way that we can actually give glory to God and to build and establish his kingdom That's right. here on earth. Yeah. And so it's so important to that. And I love the, um, First Peter, I want to read chapter 4 here, verse 10. First Peter 4.10 out of the Amplified Classic says, as each of you has received a gift. The Amplified says a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that you have received a gift? Of course, you've got to be able to recognize that and realize that, but that each one of us has that, has been given to us that by the Lord. It continues on, employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace. Be Mm. faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. So you got to realize that actually you using the gifts that God has given you is actually a matter of stewardship. Yes, it is. And it says that we need to be found as faithful stewards realizing it. And of course, we employ it, it says, for one another as as befits good trustees of the Lord. And so, you know, um, we've all received gifts. This translation here, this literally means every single person has received a gift, and it emphatically means that no one is excluded. That's right. And a lot of times we want to give excuses, right? Well, I just wasn't raised like you. Well, I just, you know, I just don't know. I I just, I'm not spiritual enough. Um, I, you know, I was adopted. I was, you know, and we can, I mean, there are so, there are endless excuses. I'm just shy. Like, I don't have this. I'm not this. I don't look like her. I don't talk like you. You know, all of the things. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I don't have enough Bible knowledge. You know, crazy stuff. Everybody has excuses that they could use. And I'll be the first to say, I, (laughs) for many years, I used a whole bunch of different excuses. Now I have to stop myself from that. First of all, you know, we can even come up with the most spiritual sounding thing and it still be an excuse. So if you realize we're, we're actually, we actually can't, can't use excuse. We can't look at ourselves through the filter of insecurity or, you know, low self-esteem or Mm -hmm. lack or, you know, or even, even putting it off. Oh, someday. But actually now just out of, you know, really our gratefulness and our thankfulness to the Lord, 
and what he has given us and that we're part of his kingdom? Do we actually recognize the gift? And then, of course, every good and perfect thing comes from the heavenly father, doesn't it? And so we have a responsibility to actually recognize that he has blessed our life with things. And I'm not talking about material things right now. I'm talking about spiritual gifts. Yeah. We recognize, we receive that, and we say, Father, ah, please come in and help me develop this gift. And then we have to be diligent to be able to do that. And even in the developing process, to use it. That's one of the things I think that people miss most. Well, I can't. I mean, I might have given this gift, but I, I, I it's, it's just like so small and insignificant. And I someday I'll use it when it's better developed. No, actually, the development takes place as you begin to use it, because of course that's how that's how increase works, yeah, right? That's, that's how exactly right. It's sowing. It's it's another form of sowing. Actually, as you're giving away, you will begin to increase in that gift. So, of course, we have to receive it. We've got to grab hold of it. We've got to make it our own and really see it as it's our responsibility to take ownership of this gift. Yes, it is. It's not it even, is. a lot of people just put it all over on God. Well, if God wanted me to do this, he'll do this. No, he's actually already given you the gift. Now it's up to you. The ball's in your court. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? And sometimes people just, they don't even want to, they're, they're just lazy. They don't want to do anything to lazy. submit themselves to leadership because that'll help you grow. We'll talk about a whole bunch of different things here. Very natural, very practical things. But I want to start here with this first key because there's a few different keys we're going to give you here about operating in the grace of God and about the, you know, just which is all about the gifts that God has given you. So the first key is don't hide the gift. Don't hide it. That's right. It's very important that we that we just say, hey, God, this is what you have blessed me with. You have put inside of me. I'm going to be a great steward of it. I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend I don't have a gift. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, like she just says, don't hide the gift. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm not going to put it to the side. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to call out and say, hey, don't you have this ability? Don't you have this talent? Don't you have this gifting? But instead, we should be known for what God has put inside of us and what God wants to bring out. A lot of times people are just, they're just like, well, I'm known for who I am in the flesh, and let, let me just ask, are you known for the flesh or are you known for what God is doing in you, what God has added to you, what he has blessed you with? Because that has to do with your purpose in life, not your flesh. Your flesh is not your purpose in life. Right. Your flesh, I'll say it again, your flesh is not your purpose in life. It is what God has put inside of you. He is your creator. He is the one who has given you the future that, I mean, he set that before you and he has a plan for your life. Um, the word says, you know, I know the plans I have for you, uh, you know, plans to bless you and prosper you, to do you good, yes, not of evil. Hope and a future. Yes. yes. And, and the only way that we'll see the plan of God fulfilled in our life is when we use the graces and the giftings and the abilities that God has put inside of us. If yes. you don't, you cannot see fulfilled in your life the plan that God has. It is the key for you being used by God. Right. And, and that, is, that is like so, 
such a powerful foundational truth that again, I believe that so many people in the body of Christ don't ever step into because like you said, they, they identify more actually with the flesh with the shortcomings or even the strengths of the flesh than they do of the spirit. And so therefore they don't walk in the high places that God has for them. They're not the influence that God has created them to. They live at actually a very small level Yes, they do, and, and never, um, walk in, in greatness. Really? God has a huge realm of influence for you. Hey, come on. Yes, he does. And don't think, oh no, that's only just for some, that's only for a preacher or a famous person or somebody that's like very gifted or had a great outgoing personality or whatever. No, actually it's for every single person because God has gifted every single person. Yes, he has. And so you can't even, another thing that we'll talk about, of course, is not even, you know, comparing yourselves to another, but, but understand that the first thing you got to, you got to receive and you've got to recognize that you've been given a gift. You know, it's interesting. The King James version of first Peter four ten it says as every man, or you could say woman, same thing has received the gift. Even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You know, this word actually minister in the Greek, it means a committed professional server. Wow. Who is fanatically dedicated, notice, fanatically dedicated to doing his job or her job on the highest level possible. Mm-hmm. So this word minister that actually means like a server. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and you had like an amazing server, right? This is someone who is like, you can tell they are so excited actually about what they're doing. Like they feel honored to be able to wait on you, to be able to serve you. They, from the very beginning, you can tell this person is different. Why? Because they do every single thing, every aspect of their job with a spirit of excellence. Yeah. So when they come to you, they, they see they first of all, they have this great greeting for you. Welcome. Is this your first time here? Or have you had the privilege of being dining in this place before? Right. Like they actually, they're like, oh, this is it. The experience begins from the very first moment that they greet you exactly they right. don't come for another like oh hey how's it going oh well can i get you something to drink you know it's it's everything it's from it's from the way they carry themselves it's from their expression from what the the way that they talk to you they greet you they immediately like there's like hospitality that comes out of them they're like welcome you you in you know and it's like it is every aspect right it's it's Oh, we're so glad that you're here today and they want to make sure that you are you're comfortable. Is there anything you need from the very beginning? If there's anything at all that you need, please don't hesitate to call on me. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching, but if you need to my attention, please don't hesitate to let me know. And they go over like, "What would you like to drink?" These are our specials. They'll be like, oh, I, you know, they will have recommendations for you, yeah. right? They want to be like, well, if you like this, or are you a person that more like steak, or do you think you would, would you, are you kind of in the mood for like fish? And they'll give you recommendations on both sides. They will be like, do you, do you, oh, do you want something like a, a, a starter? Do you want, you know what I mean? They go through every aspect of everything. And it's just like, it, it makes you feel not only like, 
so loved and special. You almost feel like, man, this person does such a great job. I think I want to be a server too. I mean, it's really crazy. It's like, wow, they love what they're doing. And you know what? You know what comes out of you? You can't even help it. It's just like, oh my gosh, this person is getting an amazing tip today. That's right. You know, you don't, you don't even feel, I mean, you feel within yourself, I've got to give them the most that I can give them. You don't sit there and go, oh man, I mean, I just like, oh, this is terrible. We even have to tip them. I mean, what's the minimum we could do? No, your, your, your um, reaction is actually exactly the opposite. Why? Just because of the way that they put into everything that they put into serving you. That's right. Everything they, they, they put, obviously if you've ever been around anybody that has a gift of hospitality, I mean, to me, that is just like such an amazing gift. And yet they're actually doing what other people in the natural would be like, oh, that's just a lowly thing. Oh no, actually it's not at all. When someone operates in that gift, it is such an amazing blessing. It refreshes you, not even just in the natural ways, but your soul real feels refreshed. It's like every burden leaves you. I mean, there's an anointing that comes alongside every gift. That's exactly right. And it's sad to me that a lot of people have never even experienced that anointing coming upon them because they hide the gift actually that God has placed upon them. Mm. And I would say that usually, I mean, some people hide it out of just because they're, they're, they really don't know what God has gifted them with, which will address some of those things. But other people, I know for many years, I hid the gift out of fear because I had this, like, I realized that as... What if it doesn't come out right? Yes, yes. It's, and honestly, it is all based on pride. It's, it is, totally. It's, it's about yourself then. Right, because insecurity mm. is rooted actually in pride. And people don't recognize, they think that pride is only someone who is like arrogant, but pride Mm -hmm. is the other side too, because it operates out of insecurity, which actually arrogance is founded in insecurity. Um, You're not, you're, there's a a big difference between someone who is bold and confident in the Lord and, and his power and even what the Lord has done in them. You know, the Bible says that it's in him in Acts in him that we live, we move, and we have our being. Yes. So everything in our life is no credit to ourselves. It's all to his glory. But be bold about it. Be strong in it because you recognize this isn't based upon my frail human flesh or my you know carnal mind or anything. It's actually I grab hold of the grace of God upon my life, and I'm going to be bold to declare his word. And I realize that he's with me, and he's with me strong. And greater is he that's in the world. Hey, hey come on. Then <laughs> that's um, then you know it's greater on the inside of me than he that's in the world, right? And Amen. so I've got the power of God living on the inside of me, moving through me, and it's out of that that I'm a blessing. It's out of that that I operate in the gift of God. So it's it's nothing based upon our own life. But I remember I used to be be very. I mean, you've probably heard me talk about it if you've listened to our podcast any amount of time how I used to be very scared, you know, in the natural to give, I hated standing up in front and speaking people. I, I just, my natural, I'll just say my natural personality is more to be in the background, not to be in the forefront. I don't want attention on myself, any, any of those kind of things. And, you know, God has created each one of us different, but let me just say this. He did not create you with a personality that stops his giftings from flowing. He didn't create your, you with a personality that is a hang up. What you allow is what's going to determine whether it's a blessing or whether it hinders you. 
And what I was allowing was I was giving into fear. And of course, fear is a spirit that comes from the outside to control your actions. And you've got to recognize that. You've got to understand you've been given authority or fear. God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And so you've got to grab hold. I had to overcome those things. And I had to yield to God's power working on the inside of me. And just, and honestly, when I first started, I just, I was only doing it because God had so touched my life. And when I was actually fighting him on getting up and even sharing a testimony or praying in front of people or really doing anything, honestly, I, um, you know, the Lord just finally said, look, out of honor to me and what I've done in your life, will you not do this for me? And I, you know, it was just like, I mean, it, it like took the breath away mm-hmm. from me. I yeah. was just like, oh my gosh. I, first of all, I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't realize how big of a deal that was. I just thought, okay, you know, cause we, we like to think that we have a choice uh-huh. and it's really all about what we want to do or what we not want to do. Right. And that's what we think our flesh, you know? And so I used to say to the Lord, cause of course we've always got so many excuses. I'd say, Lord, there's so many people around that like love to talk, right? You, I'm sure you've been around those people and they're so loud and they like to blab. They like to be the, the center of attention. I mean, they would give anything to be up there ministering and preaching. And if someone hasn't asked them to, they're complaining. Well, I mean, I think I should have been, I'm, I do a better job than that person up there. You know what I mean? That type of person. Mm. So I would say to the Lord, look, look, there's plenty of those. They love to be, they got the, like the gift to gab, you know, they love to be up there. Why don't you use one of those? Because that's not even what I want to do, you know? And so it's like, it's not about what you want to do. It's about the giftings and grace and the call of God upon your life. And many times what we don't want to do, because that's based out of our flesh and our carnal thinking. So many times, actually what we don't want to do is exactly the ways that the Lord wants us to use. And remember that the enemy will use whatever it takes, whatever tactic, whatever person, whatever circumstance or whatever to be able to shut you down from actually even beginning to operate in the grace of God. That's exactly right. The enemy loves to shut down anybody who will, who will allow themselves to be used by God. Right. That's, that's part of his tactics. And it, and you might think, well, you know, he's attacking me, but I want you to look past yourself because that's actually a selfish thought also. Right. Because God does, he attacks you for you to hold back or hide your gifting so that it adversely affects the body of Christ. God has anointed and graced you because he loves somebody else, not just because of who you are. So you can't have the big head thinking, well, you know what, look who I am. God gave you that gift so that other people could be blessed. You know, my hand, my arm, your hand, your arm, it's, you know, what are they? They're extensions on your body, but that your hand doesn't bless itself. It doesn't get an attitude about who it is or your arm, the same thing. It exists strictly for the purpose of the rest of your body. And you have to understand your existence is actually for the purpose of being a blessing to the body of Christ. Absolutely. Let me repeat that. Your existence actually in the whole purpose of it is for you to be a blessing in the body of Christ. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God 
in every part of your life. And stop thinking about yourself as, you know, some, some great thing. Just you are who you are. And you are who you are by the grace of God. And, and it's just like, well, this is what I do because this is what God's put inside of me. And I'm happy to do this. I am pleased to do this. I, you know, I don't think of myself as some, you know, big deal or anything like that. But God is a big deal. And God is mighty and God is powerful. Without him, you're nothing. I'm nothing. We all are nothing without him, without his ability, without his grace and goodness and his power working in and through us. But I want to tell you, when you allow yourself to be used by God, I want to tell you, you're unstoppable. That's right. And so the enemy would love to get in your head and would love to be able to put thoughts in your mind for you to dwell on that would keep you from allowing the gift of God within you to be able to come out and to be able to be used in a powerful way, not just in some subdued kind of background way, but in a, in the most, the most ability that you have, the, the, the greatest way that you can be used. God will use you, but you have to make yourself available. And like my wife said, don't hide the talent. There's actually a story about a man um, in Matthew chapter 25 who, who was given a talent, and he hid the talent. Right. And, and we don't want to be like that. We want to be like people that, were, that, that God entrusted with, with great things, with his power, his ability, his grace, and we, we are good stewards of that. You want to read right. that there, babe? Um, that, that verse of scripture here in Matthew chapter 25. Okay. Matthew 25, we'll start here in verse 15 to one. He gave five talents to another two and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey immediately. The one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents in the same manner. The one who had received the two talents gained two more, but he, Verse 21 here, but he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole on the, in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents saying, master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of the ma- of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. Mm-hmm. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, and said to him, you wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given and he will have an abundance. But for the one who does not have, even what he does have 
shall be taken away, throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness in the place where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty, pretty extreme that, of course, people today would think like, oh, I don't even think that's fair. That How could that even be in the Bible? That's definitely not what Jesus would do. But anyway, um, obviously, we see the importance of what we've been given that actually we're supposed to multiply it. Exactly Well, right. if you're hiding it, obviously, it's not being multiplied exactly like the one who's given one talent. And notice his excuse his excuse is like, well, you're not a person of character and mm. and fear. Okay. So again, like I started saying what how I started out, you know, I was I was hiding my gift. I didn't even want to recognize that I had a gift. And so because of fear and 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 out of, you know, again, insecurity and 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 I was like, well, Lord, you could go find somebody else. Mm-hmm. It, you know, sometimes we just have to realize. You know, there's certain things, honestly, out of out of a reverential fear to the Lord that really we shouldn't even utter out of our mouth, honestly. But again, I know that today, in today's church, like the fear of God, the reverence of God is not even something that is hardly even touched upon or ministered upon. But sometimes we just got to realize like we're talking to the creator of the universe. We're talking to, which of course, our amazingly heavenly father that of course he says, come and reason together. But do you understand there, there are things that I believe that, that we should understand and have such a holy reverence for him and what he desires to. And the fact that, you know, if God were to even lift his hand at all from our life, we literally would not even be able to have our next breath. Right. Because sometimes I think that we take things too casually and we're just like, well, my personality, oh, I don't feel like this. Well, I don't think I could do that. Well, that's not what I want to do. I mean, it's just like we are like the whiny, spoiled <laughs> brat. Well. I mean, we. Nobody likes to be around that. No. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And it's like now we have a society full of them, I think, because. Honestly, the full counsel of God has not, the word has not been preached strong enough. But you know, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, on the inside of you, something changes, you you know, and, and we, and it, and it causes you to, it's like, it's like when David faced Goliath, it's like this holy indignation on the inside of him, like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that mm-hmm. dare come against ch- the children of God? He has no covenant. He's totally out of place on the inside of him. I mean, that caused that holy thing caused him to actually operate in a gift that nobody else recognized on his life. Right. You know, and so, but in and of ourselves, we have to realize what we have been given, that God has placed a gift upon your life. Amen. And maybe you're saying right now, I I don't even, I mean, that's a great way of saying, I don't even know what that gift is. And I do think that sometimes people don't recognize the gift. And I, I'll say that one thing that I think that really actually helps mm-hmm. is if even if you're, um, I would assume, obviously, most everybody listening, <laughs> you're adults at various ages, but if you even look back to, to as a child, what were the things that you just naturally did and operated in? Or even now, like what do you just kind of naturally do that maybe you haven't actually recognized as a gift because you don't think it's anything special because just, it really does. It's just you. you. It doesn't really take any effort on your part or anything. That is actually a good indicator of a gift upon your life. Yeah. 
I mean, I there's re- a flow out of you, right? It's just it's just a, something that you just find easy and natural to do. And sarcasm you enjoy. is not a flow. It's not a flow. Of flow. <laughs> I just, just thought I'd let you know that. Just like that is such but, a good point, actually. Yeah, because some people are like that. Well, yeah. that's just me. It's a it's a shortcoming in your personality, and you haven't allowed the fire of God to, to burn, burn it in out. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about actually good, great things, not fleshly things, not, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, I remember one minister years ago, this is a minister, mind you, saying that, you know, he just like, well, I mean, he he like offended everybody just because he was rude. He was just, uh, I mean, just arrogant, all of these things of the flesh. And he'd be like, well, I guess I just have the gift of offense, offending people. No. Okay. Well, obviously that's not a gift. But, you know, it's just like he was like, well, that's basically that's just how I am. You know, some people are just like, well, I'm just going to give you a piece of your mind. Like, I don't really care. You know, I'm just going to tell you how it is or whatever. Um, that's actually not the fruit of the spirit that's coming yeah. forth from your if life. It's not generated out of love. It's not of God. Just kind of let that yes. be the let that be the the bottom line of things. If it's not generated from the love of God, it's not of God. Right, and therefore, obviously, not definitely not a gift. No, not a fruit, not a gift. Good things not come a, from God. Not a, a not a not a thing. Yeah, he's a he's a giver of good of good things. I remember looking back at at my life when I was a little girl. I had a younger brother. He was five years younger than I was, and I would actually I was going to teach him school. So I would bless his heart. Um, he would. I had this little ch- changing table for my dolls, and I made that into his desk. And I made him sit in in my room, and I set up that little changing table slash desk, and he would have to sit there. And I had a chalkboard because I just I I loved that, and and my chalk. And then I got out not just a ruler but a yardstick. Why? So that where I was standing by my chalkboard, I could easily, you know, slap him on the wrist if he was not well, well. <laughs> paying attention. As I tell my boys, you know, I think this was the beginning of the of the of the homeschool days of the. Of the homeschool me as a homeschool teacher so be glad that you weren't living you know and you weren't uncle gordon that's my brother Gordon. you know (laughs) but um even though (laughs) even though i wasn't exactly doing things in the right way you could see how actually the gifting of a teacher and of instruction and everything was actually already upon my life now of course it took a lot of training and I'm still learning and still growing, still asking for help, not just from the Lord, because of course that should be a given. It's not with everybody, but it should be that, you know, we have the Holy Spirit who's a great teacher. And I would say, Holy Spirit, help me to be a great teacher. But in the natural, actually reaching out to other teachers, of course, many times getting um, feedback and advice and everything from my husband. He's been like my greatest encourager. And, you know, just to, to be able to, because I have a responsibility to be able to refine the gift, to, to put it out there and allow correction to take place. See, a lot of people, they don't, they don't want to even open themselves up to correction. Well, there's no way you're going to learn then. You have to remain teachable, whatever that gift is. Mm-hmm. So, but of course, um, as, you know, the Lord started dealing with it, of course, spoke to me to go to Bible school, which was a totally different plan than I had. It wasn't until I just got, I got radically saved. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. 
I got called to Bible school all within about an eight-week period over a summer after my sophomore year in college. It was such a radical change in my life that at the, to that point, all of my friends, plus the family even that I was closest to, no one was serving God. Everybody thought I was, they told me, you're making the greatest mistake of your life. You must be joining a cult. I think you got brainwashed over the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not exaggerating with those statements. Mm-hmm. Those were word-for-word yeah. statements that people said to me. And, you know, okay. And then, you know, family that, that had been helping and supporting me like, well, you know, you're almost 21, you're old enough that you can make your own decisions. We have to let you do that, but we're not going to support you and what you're doing. And of course, because they had really been supporting me in college and I did work and I did have scholarship and everything, but of course that wasn't near enough to cover everything. And so suddenly I just, I didn't have support financially or, you know, verbally or, you know, any of that. I mean, thank God for what, for, you know, obviously I had some family that, that encouraged me. And then, I mean, it was just like everything began to fall into place, but I had to make the radical change. I had to go, okay. And it really, it was just birthed out of a hunger for God that I was like, God, I I have no idea what you want me to do. This doesn't make any sense to me. I just want to go back to call it, you know, but it's kind of God's ways. Yes, that's true. Not to your mind. That's how he always, <laughs> so if you're like, I can relate to that, that's because that's God. Okay, yeah. And so I just had to go, okay, God, I just so, I am so thankful for what you've done in my life. I just love you so much. And I just want to do whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And literally I was like, if, if that's cleaning toilets, if that is um, whatever that, whatever that is, wherever you want me to live, whatever you want me to do or whatever, nothing makes sense. But that's the only thing that I know. That's home to me on the inside. I just had such a burning passion. And I'll just say this, that the complacent person will have an extremely difficult time of, first of all, recognizing and operating in the gift that God has for you. You've got to allow the fire of God to burn on the inside of you because... If there's a passion with that, and really, even as we we read First Peter four ten there at a King James version, you understand that this involves passion. It's like, and you have to ask yourself: Are you doing what God has called you to do? Are you operating in that gift with a passion, with an extremely high level of serving, not just doing a well? I know that you know. I mean, what seems available to me right now is you know I can you know, help usher at church or I can serve in kids ministry. And then it's like, you know, you're supposed to deliver a, a, a message to the children and prepare for that. And so, you know, at midnight, Saturday night, you're like, oh gosh, that's right. I gotta, I gotta speak to the kids. Well, I don't know. I'll just, I'll, I'll just, uh, let's see, I'll stop on the way and I'll pick up a few goldfish crackers. And I don't know, I'll just kind of like come up with something on the fly. No, and no, no, well, no, I don't no, know. No. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could just tell them to draw a picture. No, you know, no, you don't, no, you don't no. plan out a lesson. You don't plan the craft. You don't, I mean, there's no anointing on what you've done because you haven't put in your heart. You're not, not acceptable. serving him no. with a high level of excellence, with a high level of passion. You don't have this, this vision that God has it. Like these children, this is like the most important thing. Yes. I am sowing in, I'm sowing yes. the word. I'm sowing God's spirit. I'm operating in the gift of God because these are nation shakers. Yes, they are. You know, you got to, that, that's what I'm talking about, doing everything out of this passion that the fire of the Holy Ghost brings in your life. And it also burns out lethargy. Yeah. It burns out complacency. It burns out everything that would hinder or hold back, actually, the flow of the Holy Spirit that will minister life to people. There'll be an anointing that comes on to, to heal people and to deliver people and to get people saved. 
Amen. That passion has got to come out of you. That's and that's the, really the only way to operate in the gift. It's just like with what we read here out of out of Matthew twenty five with these ones that that were given the talents. They took that and they're like, man, whatever it takes, we're gonna multiply. We're gonna work this thing. You've got to you've got to employ a lot of natural effort with your mind, with your with your body, with with everything within you, with your grab hold spiritually and be like, no, this thing is going to be blessed. What I put my hand to is going to prosper because that's what God promised me. Amen. And God's put it inside of you. And when you become aware of it, that's the time to use it. Oh, that's so good. Because people are, people just kind of stand around, they wait around. Well, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll wait for, I'll wait for my time. No, when you become aware of what God has put inside of you, that is the time for it to begin to be used. Oh, so, so it good. needs to come forth now. God hasn't, God doesn't hide things inside of you. He, he brings things out of you. He reveals himself. And when you get a revelation of what God has done in you and through you, then the reason he's giving you the revelation of him working in you is because it's time for that thing to be used. Yes, it's so true. In fact, you know, I even had, you know, in my notes that like we can't wait around for the, what we call in quotes, the perfect time to get started. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there never is a perfect time. No. Well, it is now. Now, when you become aware, that is the perfect time, actually. Yeah, there's no perfect time according to the flesh like, and yeah, our not, thoughts. Not your, right. Yeah. You're, you'll always have excuses. The flesh is full of excuses. Right. And your actually, your soulish realm is also um, full of excuses. I don't feel like it. Right. In I'm, fact, that's one of the tests, actually, because, again, this gift comes from God. And so one of the first tests that you have to pass. And these are tests that you're going to pass time and time again. Each level, there's more similar tests, different, different people, different circumstances, all this kind of stuff, but there are more tests. Why? Because this all deals with stewardship, the stewardship of the gift upon your life. And of course, the test that you got to pass with it is like, it's going to seem in the natural, this is exactly the wrong time to do it. Uh, yeah, because, but that's, that's just, your your flesh, your your flesh, is a pig. <laughs> it just wants it, its own way. Yes, your dad used to say that all the yes. time when we were first married. The flesh is a pig. Todd. I think he still says it. He probably still does. He's I hope the John so. Wayne of the gospel. I love him so much. <laughs> and um, and if you're listening, Dad, love you so much. Um, but the flesh is a pig, and it yeah. just wants its way. It doesn't want the Spirit of God to thrive inside of you because that puts the flesh down. Yes. And and your soulish realm, your mind, your will, your intellect, it wants its own thoughts, own ways. It wants to decide how you, to, to run your life by how you feel. Right. By how you think. Mm-hmm. And But the Spirit of God rises up inside of you and says, this is the way of God. This is the plan of God. These, these are how you respond in obedience to what God is wanting to do. And when you become aware, when that revelation comes, hey, this is what God's put inside of me. I can use this for his glory. He's going to be lifted up. He's going to be made known. He's going to be made famous. Not me, but him. He'll be made famous. Then that is when you flip the switch on in that thing and you say, let's go all the way. Because actually, it's just an on and off switch. 
<laughs> and you you turn it on because the Holy Ghost has as one way. It's just on power. That's true, <laughs> always on. It's all, yeah, and and full power. Yeah, it's always it's always ready. It's just like always boom, always available. Here we go. It's um, you know, and you just make the decision. Am I ready to be used by God? Because it's not according to how much effort do I want to put into it, but you have to be led by the Holy Spirit to know this is what has to be done. And the effort put into it is determined by the Holy Ghost, by the assignment, mm. not by how you feel. So good. Because, because you know, it, it may take, it may take uh, you know, just something small, um, may take a firecracker amount of power, yeah. or it may take a a load of TNT um, power. But God knows what is needed for the task. He knows he's already put the supply inside of you, whatever it is. All you have to do is be willing. You have to show up and say, all right, whatever God says, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it the way he says it. I'm going to do it when he says it. I'm going to do it how he says it. And none of the decisions are made by me. I am just a vessel that delivers the power. Yes. That comes with the answer, that delivers the word in season, that that comes and 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 ministers by the Holy Spirit, that brings life, that brings refreshing, that brings praise to God. Yes. Because when you operate according to the grace of God inside of you, people they receive of that. Their lives are ministered to, they're strengthened, they're empowered, they're encouraged, and they give thanks to God because of you. Yes. Amen. So, so anyway, good. we'll pick up on <laughs> yes. this on our next podcast, kind of yes. go through some yep. more because there's Absolutely. more to be sharing so on this. And yes. We're so thankful that you have joined us today for this wonderful podcast. Hope you have a wonderful, blessed day. Yes. We love you, and we look forward to uh, talking with you a little bit more coming up. God bless you. God bless you. Have a Bye-bye. great day. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com, riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the Last Days Army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.